I'm angry at the fact that you have somebody who can cut your hair and nobody can cut my hair. The last person who cut my hair was fucking Duanna. Duanna, if you're listening, I love you. But she basically gave me a fucking short long and now my hair's fucked. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Lainey Louie, talk show host and entertainment reporter. Also, the editor of LaineyGossip.com, and oh, I am a BTS yeah, fan. You are. I'm Sasha Chong. I am a producer at an entertainment show here in Canada. I'm also a fashion and beauty columnist on LaineyGossip.com. And I am not a big BTS fan, but this is What's Your Drama, where we gossip about you. <laughs> you can't count down and then oh, were you counting down for me well you a professional or what i'm a producer so you're i'll count you three two <laughs> no okay let's talk um, about it let's just dive on in because we fucking two of our uh little teen boyfriends who are no longer teens were totally they're totally they're adults 19. they're adults they're above board at, no justin bieber's 25 p.s i yeah, and how old is Sean Mendes? Either way, they're very, very young. But what, we twenty-one too. But we love them, and who knew? They're doing a song together. Yeah, I th- what's it called again? It's Monster. Um, Monster. Um, it's it, what I find interesting, like on a work tip, not to be giggly schoolgirls, but it's for Sean's album. Yes. So Justin is get like Justin. I think Justin is the featured. Yes, of I, you would think, yep. right? If it's yep. on Sean's album, then it's Wonder or sorry, Monster by Sean Mendes featuring sh- like Justin Bieber. Yeah. So, um, but do let's you, keep it like mind. where does the power? Like where is the power? Is 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 there any power in like being a featured guest on someone else's album, but not inviting them to be a featured guest on your album? Like, are there any drama? Like dramatics there? Well, I think the biggest dramatic, and I'm not going to answer your question, is that Justin Bieber refused to acknowledge Shawn Mendes' existence for a very long time when Shawn was like a certified pop star. And he was like, who? I've never heard of him. Um, And then to go from that to marrying Shawn Mendes' (laughs) ex-girlfriend to now being a feature on Shawn's single, I almost think that Justin has more power in all of this. Because Justin's like, I'll take this, I'll take that, I'll take more of this, bye bye. Yeah. Although, like you know, the the adult and kindness read on this situation is people can move past things, and they yes. were so young. Yeah. And, and this is Justin's new brand of yes, awakened of, spiritual. Yes. Welcome everybody and yes. all that. And so, yes, everybody, that is true. We want to uphold those ideals, but. You're right. There is a little bit of a flex in being like, hey, I used to, I don't know her or you. Um, and then now I like graced you with my knowledge of knowing who you are. 
yeah. then um, I like when you were messing or when you were dealing with Haley, I swept in and was like, what's up, Haley? And Haley I'm gonna was marry like, you. bounce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now I'm like, okay, let's, uh, I'll be on your song. Who is the biggest pop star between the two? I think Sean's I put out better say, music. Yeah. I Listen, I think we all love the Purpose album. It's yeah. a good album. That yes. was a while ago. So in the last five years, let's say, I think, yeah, Sean, Sean has put out the better music. I think on I think on notoriety and fame and it factor, Justin has him. Yeah, it's true. Like, Sean Mendes is huge. Like, we're not talking about A's and B's here. We're talking about A's, A pluses, A plus, 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 right? Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. so it's this all relative. It's a scale. But I, I feel like on, I, I still think that there may be some people, if you polled them, wouldn't know a Sean Mendes story or song or whatnot. But I think everybody, 10 out of 10, knows who Justin Bieber is. Agreed? Yeah. 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 You're right. And I mean, I, I still think if I had to pick, and this is such a fucking random thing that I'm making myself do, I would pick Justin Bieber. I'd pick Justin Bieber. He's, it's, Justin Bieber is totally your style vibe. I told you, like he is, you guys are style okay. twins. Is is Sean more your style vibe? Because I think if we were to like compare Fuck our no. husbands. No, but if we were to compare husbands, like who would be who? Corey, Justin Bieber, for sure. Like yes. oversized hoodie, like never grows Although I up. feel like Corey would be really mad at that. Yes. That's why he doesn't <laughs> listen to this podcast. That, but I would say, yes, it leans more into a Sean floppy hair, like, um, like what, what's taller under armor yeah. under armor outfits I so would, yes physically physically in terms of like the shape of things for sure <laughs> but, what are you trying to say but no because I find that Sean Mendez is super earnest so is Yasek I don't find that he's that <laughs> like he's bad joke dad guy which is not Earnest. Okay, is it fair. maybe actually? I feel like a little bit. That can lean. Okay. Classic Sean Mendez. All right. Well, I'm married to Sean Mendez. Yeah. And I married Justin Bieber. Great. So I'm, you're, married, so I'm you're, married to the guy with gay rumors, rumors yes, swirling and, around him. And you're Camila, and I'm Haley Baldwin. Again, another <laughs> win. Okay. Let's go into some other people. Camila drama. has better hair than Haley Baldwin. Fuck you. Don't do this. <laughs> Fuck you. <No>. You. <laughs> if, I don't. I'm angry at the fact that you have somebody who can cut your hair and nobody can cut my hair. The last person who cut my hair was fucking Duanna. Duanna, if you're listening, I love you. But she basically gave me a fucking short long and now my hair's fucked for life. I don't think it was a short long. It was that like- Did if you you're gonna... see the pictures? It was very, very long in the front and very, very short in the back. Yeah, but that's normal. Uh, not by three inches or four inches, it's not. <laughs> She's going to be so mad at I you. I know. I know. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Ready for questions? Yes. Hi, Sasha. Hi, Lainey. Hope you're doing good. Here's my drama. I am 23 female, recently moved with my girlfriend, 24 female, of five years. You can call me Lena and call her Camila. Oh, interesting. Our relationship is great in most aspects. Politics, religion, sex, lifestyle, common interests. However, not cleaning. 
for some context, I'm a full-time employee with a good salary. She just finished her degree, I'm so proud, and is now working two jobs and is taking one extra course at uni. One job in person, second job and course is from home. All in all, not job working 40 hours, but with her homework, 40 hours a week for sure, possibly more. Since moving in together, cleaning and chores have been a struggle. I'm not a clean freak, but I still need my space to be clean. We live in a small bachelor, so one bedroom and a bathroom. It can look real messy real quick. She grew up with her dad's messy and dirty home. I'm talking dishes that are growing mold regularly, garbage not taken out, balls of dust everywhere, cleaning dish towels that smell like moldy death. Do they ever get washed? Toilet gross as fuck, etc. We've agreed on a cleaning and home chores schedule and who does what and when, but she just wasn't taught how to clean properly growing up, and she finds I'm constantly nagging her and getting mad that things aren't done properly. She's obviously trying, though. I'll give her that. Here's our list. Her chores are to make half the cooking, take out the garbage, and do the dishes. We don't have space for a dishwasher. I do what's left. Laundry, vacuum, clean the bathroom, groceries, half the cooking, make the bed, declutter, and clean the rest of the apartment. She's gotten great at taking out the trash, and she most of the time will do it without me asking. She tries her best at cooking, but dishes and anything else, sad face. Almost every time something isn't done properly, in the sense that it has to be redone. Not that it's not my way, like there's still chocolate on utensils. The underneath of plates is dirty. The counter is soaked with water. The sink is full of wet food remnants. Our dishcloth is, cloth is left soaking wet in the sink where it starts to stink. And often when she takes initiatives to say, pick up a mess she's made, she'll take my shower towel, oh, to dry the dirty floor oh or use our dishcloth to wipe our garbage clean. <gasps> I can't. Fuck. You know me. That, I'm, I know. I'm, I, I, I don't know if I can continue. These are these details. <gasps> or put her clothes full of literal dirt on our bed. You get the picture. I'm so frustrated. She's not doing these things on purpose. I know that. And I try to gently point out stuff she does that um, are making things worse, but it doesn't seem to stick. I'm making more money than her. So I'm covering a bit more than her at the moment. So it wouldn't make sense for her to pay more and me to clean more. We've been living together for a few months now. Please give it to me straight. I'm staying with her, but I need help. We don't want to get a housekeeper and our place is honestly so small. It wouldn't make sense for us. What should I do? I'm stressed out. I'm getting more resentful at her dirty habits. And she's frustrated that I don't seem to recognize all the effort she's making and that she can't do anything well enough for me. Lena. All right. Oh. So Lena is, Lena is the one who has, who grew up with cleaning instruction. Yes. Right? It's something that you learn for sure. Yeah, I mean, this of is, course. I think this is really interesting because people think that like, yes, it's something that you grow up with. It's something that you internalize. And Camila is the one who did not grow up in that kind of environment. Yeah. Okay. So what does Lena do so that I don't understand why Lena shower won't... towel isn't being used to as like wipe fucking dish rag. I don't know why they can't do the cleaning lady or a cleaning service. They're 23 th and 24. Like they're just they're they're still but in she school. Didn't, like, but she didn't say that money was uh the issue. It was just like it didn't make sense because it was a small apartment. It makes a fuck ton of like uh sense to me to get a cleaning service, but fine. If that is off the table for whatever reason, we can pretend that that is not a, a really good option. But okay. Um, I So Corey and I have a battle sometimes. Like not necessarily with cleaning, but I grew up. I was not taught to take care of things. <laughs> My mom did fucking everything for me. So right. I'm the type of person who will load the laundry. 
but I forget about it because I just don't know that I'm supposed to put it in the dryer right away. I'm 41. I still just don't put what my What do you wash- mean? Can you just back I'll up? Put, so I'll put my dirty clothes in the washer, but I don't think to remember to put it in the dryer. So it'll stay overnight. And when then Corey does his laundry, he'll then I hear shrieks from the basement. Very <laughs> upset at me. Same with like, like, um, but do you uh, understand what happens to your clothes that have yes, been sitting mold. there? And so I, okay. horrible. I've done, I do that. But now what I've trained him to do is he then just moves it into the dryer for me <laughs> things. And like, so I'm, I irritate him with things like that. Or like, I don't close, like, you know, when you have lids, I don't close them super tight so that when he goes to open them and he shakes them, fucking milk or whatever goes everywhere. Like I'm fucking annoying that way. I know. And I, in my head, I know that I should not do that. But for some reason, as you said, it's just like kind of not like a learned, <laughs> a learned skill that likes to stick with me because I just don't care. Like, okay, so you shook sh- some shit up and some milk got on the counter. Fucking clean it up. Like, it's not a big deal to me. Um, so I do really annoying things. I would murder you. Would you? That would be so annoying. Why? Because you're perfect? Fuck that. No, I'm not perfect. But like, but if I know that you deliberately don't close the lid of the jar the whole way it would make me crazy again it's not that I deliberately do that it's like I'm not trying to do like a fucking fun house jokester prank in my house it's just like I just don't just don't twist my fucking wrist all the way around or something to close it tight why are your wrists weak well they are but that's not why (laughs) this is just because I just wasn't trained to care about shit like this okay so while I have some sympathy for Camilla um because it's like, you know, she just like didn't know, doesn't know what to do. I don't excuse this behavior because this is like over the top gross sh- level shit. Like mold and fucking using someone's uh, shower towel and like gross. Putting dirty clothes on the bed. That shit is nasty as fuck. Yeah. Um. So what should she do? I, I mean, sometimes you. Okay. So there, I have more things to say. But I think the first thing is sometimes you have to accept who you live with and who you want to spend your life with. Sometimes it's not always awesome. Meaning sometimes you just have to fucking suck it up. That's or sometimes or sometimes you just have to get through these like the friction. I will say that I definitely like it is there sometimes can be a case of I like things cleaned a certain way. Mm-hmm. And yes, it does cleaning and it is clean. Like he's not fucking grabbing a shower towel and wiping the floor with it and then throwing it back on the hook. Sick. Like, listen, I have done things where I'm done with my towel and there'll be some like whatever dust on the floor. And so I will use the towel to wipe the floor and then throw it into the wash. Oh, I don't do that. That's gross to me. But okay. So, um, but at the same time, like, he's not going to do that and put it back on the hook and be like, use this towel, bitch. Fuck like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I will say a pet peeve of mine is wet things in the sink. I fucking hate I, I wet hate a stinky sink. tea towel. Like, I, it is – and I also just don't like dirt. So I don't like touching the compost. I, yeah. I generally don't throw things in the garbage. Pardon? I don't. <laughs> I, that's not a statement that sounds normal. You don't generally throw things in the garbage. No. I, so who takes the stuff <laughs> that needs to go in the? You you say Yasik, this is some garbage that needs to go in the garbage. I leave it on the counter, knowing that he <gasps> will put it in the garbage. Because I don't Are we like touching. Like a, so like a like a like a like a paper towel is that considered garbage? Like a wrapper. 
you will unwrap something and you can't airdrop it into the garbage. I hate looking at the garbage. I hate going you're near the, the garbage. You're the worst kind. I Sorry, I you're worse than, you are worse than the, Camilla. At least she's trying. That's fucking pathetic shit. So, but that said, I'm not, but I clean. I'm like, you know, when I clean the kitchen, when I'm cooking, everything spotless. is spotless. It's just that I, I, yeah, for example, um, one of my pet peeves is, you know, you use a Q-tip and then you'll throw it into the trash. I and always wrap it up in a, in a, in tissue, but go on. No, what I'm saying is for some reason, Q-tips bounce out of the trash can I don't know what it, nope, what it is about thing. It is a thing. There's no buoyancy that makes them bounce out of a trash can. <laughs> anyway, there are times when I'll be like dropping the Q-tip into the trash can and it'll like bounce out of the trash can or miss or whatever and it'll land on the ground. Yep. And I hate being close to the ground. I don't like my fingers touching this the ground. This is awful. I, <laughs> so I'll, I'll, sometimes I'll just be like, oh, he'll see it and pick it up. <laughs> You because that's how allergic I am to dirt. And he okay, okay. <laughs> Again, you're the worst kind. Just so you know. Okay, so we've established what we're horrible. We're both at. assholes. Yeah, um, we're both assholes. Okay. Anyway, so Camilla, uh, no, Lena is our clean person, and Camilla yeah. needs to learn. So what what does Lena do? Because they're obviously fighting about it. Camilla feels that Lena is too naggy about it. Oh, my point was sometimes you just have to push through that friction. Like you just have to get to the point where, hey, this doesn't mean I don't love you. Hey, this doesn't mean yeah. we can't break up. But like we really need to get you to a point where you understand like the difference between not clean and clean. Like uh, there's I don't think Camilla's a lost cause is what you're saying. No, too. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. And I, and I think that they I, I didn't Lena say that they just recently moved in together? Like they're fairly new cohabitants in this apartment. Yeah. So again, you have to move through the friction and you also have to like understand how people move through a small space. And on top of that, I think the biggest thing here, which is what Lena gave us, is that she gets naggy. And nobody like when Corey gets on me about stuff like that, it makes me not want to do it even more. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so you do need to kind of treat your partner like, you know, like a little school child sometimes and give some positive reinforcement so that they do feel good about it. So they do feel like, oh, okay, so this does make Lena happy. Oh, and if Lena's happy, then like, you know, like our relationship's better and we can have like, there's more ease. I'm not walking on eggshells. Like, there kind of has to be a bit of a meet in the middle. Like Lena has to understand, which I think she does that Camila yeah. wasn't like raised this way and she's trying her best, but to try her best even more to like not fucking nag her and make her feel like she's like a bad fucking dog all the time for fucking up the house. Um, but uh, it's, it's a tough spot, but I think that's kind of what happens when you live with people like bullshit like that happens. Like but I, why can't we, but why can't we approach it as training? Like, Lena yes, wasn't specifically can. clear about, you know, they've divided their their chores, their tasks. But I don't think that Lena said, like, did has Lena showed Camilla how to do the thing that she wants her to do? Because the way I clean, for example, the way I wash dishes, the way I wipe down a counter is exactly the way my mom yeah. and my dad wipe down a counter. I do. Yeah. So this, the shit that I'm doing is like Trained. 40 years old. Yeah. Is what I'm saying is is trained is from watching my parents, but then also them saying to me in our house, 
you clean the dishes like this. You rinse them this many times. You stack them like this. Yeah. And so I was trained. Um, and so why can't Lena like they start from scratch and spend a day where like, hey, when the bathroom needs to be cleaned, start here and start at this section of the toilet. Only yeah. use this scrub for the toilet. This other scrub is for, I hope everyone does this too, right? Like different scrubs for the different oh, fucking yes, parts definitely. of the bathroom. Yes, yes, 100%. Okay. I mean, um, yeah. that for sure, there needs to be some show and tell. But also I think they probably have to like, unfortunately it's on Lena too, to maybe... I don't know. There's got to be like solutions of like, this is the hook. So you don't put the dirty rag in the fucking sink. Like you're just going to have to like, like uh, kid glove her for a bit and show her the ropes so that she doesn't really have excuses to fuck up and be disgusting moving forward. But, you know, that that's going to take some time and that's going to be some added time on Lena's very busy schedule. But I think that needs to happen and it's going to feel really weird to have to like kind of teach and boss your girlfriend around. But if you want the situation to get better, there's going to be, there's going to have to be a little bit of like tough love in that department, but also accompanied by some like good reinforcement, like treats, treat time. You know, if you do this well, then like, you know, yeah, I'm happy or whatever. I generally like the tutorial, Lena. Like I, you know, and the tutorial doesn't have to be super bossy, but it can just be something you both do together. It is also a certain kind of quality time. But mm. this is how yeah. a relationship is built. Yeah. Totally. These are the building blocks of a relationship. And this is why um, it's irresponsible, I think, for people to to only romanticize romance and think of so it true. as like, angels and fluttering hearts because relationships that last are the ones that like are de-romanticized. I mean, of course you don't take out all the romance, but there is a lot of unsexiness in staying in love and maintaining love and holding, holding on to love. These kinds of conversations, conversations about money management and that's, budgeting. That's dirty. That's <laughs> fucking dirty and yeah. unsexy. So yeah. I guess, Lena, like the basic of this is get on sexy, just start training each other on the cleaning. And if you have to make a fucking list, put post-it notes on, like, if you know that Saturday is cleaning day, maybe one thing that you might want to do is put the post-it notes on the kitchen sink or in the bathroom or whatever as reminders, like remember to X, remember to Y, remember not to X. Yeah, I think that's kind of how you're going to play it. So keep us posted. But now I'm just thinking in my head. I remember you telling me that when you get like heavy fucking periods and it leaks onto your um, toilet seat, you'll leave it for Yasek. You're actually, again, the grossest of everybody in this story. I don't know that it's there. Like it's Are, not like – like if but, – if But you don't look back to be like, oh, like when you tell me that you have your periods, you're like basically hemorrhaging out of your fucking human body. Yeah. You know that the flow is fucking hardcore. Yeah. I'll wipe as much as I can. I'm just saying like – As much as like, you can. I'm just saying that sometimes, like, when when there's a crime scene and there's a lot of blood, like, one drop or two sometimes is left behind when there's – I'm telling you, this is a crime scene. So I'll get 99 of the drops, but sometimes I'll miss the 100th drop. And then he goes in and cleans it. And then he'll find it when he's cleaning because he does the cleaning in the house. Yes. I, I do all the cooking. I do all the meal prep. I do all the laundry. 
and I do all the cleaning in between the meal prep. So anyway, so that's our division of labor. So okay. yeah, he cleans the bathroom once he or twice a week. Right. And so if I get the 99 drops, there may be, yes, one rogue drop that he finds. You tell me there are lots of rogue drops. So just saying. Also, Q-tips on the floor, blood on the fucking, like, talk about a fucking crime scene. Yes. Your bathroom's disgusting. I hope COVID never ends, so I disgusting. never use it again. <laughs> oh, please. You've, you've used my bathroom so many times. Have you seen any I've nastiness never, in there? I maybe, no. Your house is very spick and span. Um, all right. Anyway, but yeah, I really hate, like, bending down onto the ground and picking something up. I did. Or touching a wrapper and moving it over to the garbage. No, it's not the wrapper. I just don't like. But why? It's not like like you fucking throw your hand into the garbage. I just don't like smell. Like, you know, I always worry about whether or not I'll get a smell of the garbage. And I just don't like. Oh, you're such a princess. Okay, go on. (laughs) Okay, ready? Yes. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Okay, uh, next question. Hey, Sasha and Lainey, I'm looking for some advice in my almost 10-year relationship. You can call me confused. I've been in a relationship with my boyfriend, E, for almost 10 years. We've lived together for the last seven-ish years. It hasn't always been good. He cheated, lied, and I've always forgiven him. About five years in, I had a feeling he was cheating. I knew it. I felt it. I went through his smartwatch, saw messages from his friend, who, mind you, was married, and she knew he was in a committed relationship as well. Well, what I found out was that they were seeing each other. She lived in a different state, but they were sexting, sending pics. She paid for gifts for him. He lied to me and said he was in school when he was actually working. He lied so he didn't have to pay any bills in our house. Then would talk bad about me for not having enough and struggling to support us and my three children as well. My kids are from a previous relationship. I checked his watch one night and saw the messages between him and this lady and saw he had bought her an engagement ring. I busted in our bedroom and confronted him. He denied it. We broke up. He left the state we lived and went back to the state she was in. She got divorced and within the month they got married. I found out via Facebook. He'd been calling and texting me, telling me he wanted his family back, that he loved me and missed me. Then boom, he's married. I was pissed. I messaged this girl and sent her screenshots of our text messages where he's saying he wanted me to let him back home. He was very upset and said many mean and hateful things to me, and she didn't believe it. E and I continue to talk. He promised me he'd change and that he was sorry for hurting me. He told me he wanted to make it work. He was back and forth between me and her. Um, Finally, he left and came back to me full time. I pushed him to file for divorce, which we, which he has done, but he tells me he's never getting married again. He's gotten upset with me and said he doesn't know why he's with me, doesn't like how I parent my three kids. My kids in general are always an issue. My, ki- my question is, I feel stuck. He said that there are still things about me that make him not want to get married, but I feel like if after this amount of time together, he doesn't know by now what's the point. He says he loves me and he never loved her, that it was a mistake. He only did it because of money. I feel like I'm not good enough. Like, I'll never have my forever. Please help. Thank you in advance. Oh. Okay. E is the dude and 
uh, this person didn't give confused. their name. So this is confused. confused. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that for, I can't call this person confused because I think it would be too confusing to talk about how confused confused is. And because so, this is very confusing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so confused, I'm just going to give you a name. Uh, the name I'm going to give you is um, I'm going to give you Amanda. Amanda. Okay. Okay. Amanda. Um, this makes me so sad, but it also makes yeah. me super exhausted because I've, I, you know, we've talked about this in previous podcasts where you see your friend in just the, the worst shape and in the worst relationship and they can't see their way out. So part of me feels so much sadness for her, but like, it's like almost like I have like friend PTSD. Like I'm like angry because I'm like, mm-hmm. what the fuck are you doing? Um, and sometimes what frustrates me the most is that people are like in they think they're in the relationship right like amanda's in this relationship with e but she's really in a relationship with the fucking drama she's really like the dysfunction and it's not because she's you know like actively choosing for choosing to do that but like because the last seven and a half years almost 10 years of her life has been with him she doesn't know what normal is anymore so she's Mm -hmm. just fucking sucked into this vortex of fucking insanity like If you could, I hope this is like kind of the only advice I can give her. Amanda, I hope that you listen to Lainey, read your letter back. And and would you let anybody you cared about be in this fucked up situation? A man who got married to somebody you knew um, behind your back, then comes back to you, treats you like fucking horse shit, and then says he doesn't want to ever marry you again and you're a horrible person. Like... Where, what, what, how, where, why? Yeah. What the fuck? No, I think Amanda, I think Amanda knows all that, Sash. And I think the two key words in Amanda's letter are the last two words, which is please help. Mm -hmm. Amanda, you need help. You're asking us for help. And I mean, we're going to try and help you as best we can here. But I think, I hope that you knowing that you desperately need help to extricate yourself from this toxic situation is a good thing that you are recognizing that this is terrible and that for whatever reason, you can't pull yourself out of it yourself and, you know, you need assistance. So my first thing is that I hope you have somebody to talk to, like a professional, if there's Mm -hmm. therapy that you can go to. Um, And not just now, but I think you're probably going to need therapy for a while to figure out to figure out the past and why you made the choices that you did and to help you make better choices in the future. So I really, the first thing, if you, if you are able to do it is to see if you can find counseling, if someone can recommend counseling to you, because I think it's definitely a critical thing. And I, I, when I read, when I hear you say, please help, you know, I get why you've, I get why Amanda feels like desperate because this sounds like a desperate situation, but I also feel like, Amanda, you've taken your own part in this out mm-hmm. and everything seems to be dictated by him. And to a certain yep. extent, I get why, because he sounds like an asshole, but there are things that you can control and there are things that you can go back and revisit and assign to yourself um, and I'm not, I don't want, I'm not trying to kick Amanda when she's down here. Let me try and explain what I'm, I'm getting at is 
when you feel out of control, it, it, it's like nothing that you decide makes a difference, right? Mm -hmm. And I think in this case with Amanda, the way that she told her story, it was like she was helpless and he did everything. But what I would like Amanda to do is reframe certain parts of the story, not to like alleviate any of his, Ethan's blame. I, I don't know. His name is E and I'm just calling him Ethan. Um, it, is to, when you reframe the story, I, I want Amanda to identify the parts in the story where she actually made a decision to stay or not. And that way, Amanda, in a fucked up way, that helps you take back control. When you can look at mm -hmm. a situation and yeah. say, I could have some done something different, it means that you could have had a control over your actions. So one of those things, Amanda, is you were almost rid of Ethan. He went, left the state, and yeah. married somebody else. Mm -hmm. At that point, you didn't have to check up on him on Facebook. At that point, you didn't have to send the other lady those screen caps. At yeah. that point, the choice, the control that you could have had in the situation is just to cut it off and be like, okay, he's out of my life. What do I do? I have to put it back together. That is something at that point that you may have been able to control. So I just want to show to you, point out to you, Amanda, that you do have control. You can do things. You can do it. It just, you just have to train yourself to get to that point. Is that, did any of what I said made, make sense? That made a, a lot of sense because that's what I find that when I see this happening in my own friend circle is that they feel helpless and they feel like they, they don't have control. And in fact, they do. And that's, you know, the, the next thing to be able to do is when you see those glimmers of potential take back my life, mm -hmm. um, is that's when you make the steps to do certain things that will get you there. Is that looking for an apartment? Is that, or Well, first, is that like putting aside some money so that you do have an ability to be financially secure maybe from him, right? Because that yeah. sometimes can hold people back. Is it maybe making an appointment with a therapist? On top of that, maybe is it making an appointment with a lawyer to see what your rights are right now? You know, you have three children, what that would look like if you actually left him. So there are steps that you can take in these little like breaks of time between you and Ethan, right? So that you can center yourself and figure out what is a plan of attack. It doesn't mean that you have to take it, but if you can start planting some steps to get out of this, then it becomes more real. It's more mm -hmm. possible. And so those are the things that um, you should start keeping in mind. Like if you are truly at a place where you're asking for please help, then, you know, you have to kind of take on the brunt of this and start figuring out what you want your life to look like. And in order for that to happen, you've got to put some things in place. And that will be, there'll be some baby steps. It'll be, a, a, you know, won't be overnight, but mm -hmm. you've got to put in the hard work and you've got to look inwards and you've got to also figure out your 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 plan of attack and, and that means you have to you have to make some hard decisions but you actually have you have as lady has said like the ability and the confidence and the control to do so yeah i think those are concrete things you know therapy making phone calls doing some research seeing what your options are and then it's the mindset amanda it's the mindset tweaking your perspective um, and giving yourself back control and, you know, start with, yes, reviewing, reviewing the decisions and choices you made that you had a hand in getting mm -hmm. yourself to this place, but also reviewing the way that you're seeing your current relationship at the end, you know, you keep going on and on about like, he says that he doesn't want to get married. Why the fuck 
is marriage on the table, girl? Yeah. Yeah. Like, right? It doesn't, you know, it is irrelevant what he thinks about marriage and whether or not he's going to marry you. Because what should be top of mind, Amanda, is you will never marry him. This is wrong. Yeah. This relationship, all of it is wrong. So I, I'm not sure if you were writing into us, Amanda, to, to, so that we could, you know, put it to you in black and white with in no uncertain terms if this is the kind of help you needed. But this is not for you. You, you say, I'll never have my forever. Well, he is not your forever. So if you already know, it's clear to me and Sash, if you mm. already know this dude is not your forever, why are you wasting one extra minute talking about whether or not he wants to marry you and totally. how can he change his mind and this and that and the other? Who fucking cares? I don't give a shit about whether or not he's going to marry you. What I care about is you finally saying you don't want to marry him ever and your forever needs to start by saying bye to him. Yeah, totally. And also the other thing I'll just say is like, you know, sometimes when people are in like a decade long relationship, they're like, well, fuck, I've fucked shit up already. So I might as well fucking just like continue on being in this shitty, you know, in this shitty relationship because what could possibly happen? I have to restart my whole life. Like, fuck, that would take forever. or That might not go well. I, and that's what I hope Amanda can see after this and after the work that she does, hopefully with a therapist is that like anything is better than this relationship. Do you know what I mean? Like being by yourself forever in the future yes. with your three kids is yeah. better than what you're with yeah. with Ethan. So yes, she'll have to come I, to that. I, I like that. I, I I mean, I think that that is a good way to end, uh, Amanda, is, is what Sasha said. Essentially, Ethan, being with Ethan is the worst thing possible. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else is an improvement. Totally. Um, sorry if that's harsh. We, we are, this is so sad. We're very, very sad for you. But as you said, you need help. And the first step to getting help is just to call the situation what it is. Yeah. So good Keep luck. Keep us posted though. Keep us posted. Um, and, uh, we have one more question. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Hi, Sasha and Lainey. Am I setting myself up for failure if I start dating someone who lives a few hundred kilometers away and with their grandparents during the middle of the pandemic? Good opener. <laughs> Lainey would say no. Lainey's always good for anything. Tyler and I, call me Brandon or whatever you would like. Okay. Um, should we go with Tyler and Brandon? Yeah. Okay. Tyler and Brandon met on a dating app. This We're hearing from Brandon right now. A month ago and instantly hit it off. First, we chatted through the app back and forth for a week. Then we started texting daily for a week. And now we've been texting every day throughout the day and talking on the phone for several hours a day. We connect and get along about so much. I'm in the big city. He's from a smaller town about an hour and a half away. Even though we differ on some things politically, we both share a lot of the same values about family, relationships, the future, monogamy, not always easy in the gay community, and more. He's the last thing I think about at night and the first thing I think about in the morning. Tyler is working from home, but his work is fairly relaxed due to COVID. I'm a recent graduate, so I'm looking for full-time work. Both of us have a lot of time throughout the day to text and chat on the phone, and the conversation never runs dry. We discuss very intimate details of our lives, fears, hopes, dreams, anxieties. We also started sexting a few weeks back to make sure we're sexually compatible. We are. See? That's a great way to test it out, man. Mm -hmm. T sexting, Litmus phone test. sex. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I got distracted. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
I live alone, but Tyler moved back to his hometown and moved in with his grandparents when COVID began. This was to help his grandparents out around the house as they usually had different caretakers coming in and out and because Tyler was living with an ex who'd split up from who he'd split up from at this point. The dilemma that we find ourselves in right now is that Tyler lives with his elderly grandparents. The grandparents do not seem particularly concerned about COVID, but Tyler is worried about transmitting it to them if he were to catch it. I'm going to spend the weekend with Tyler in his small town, but we're staying at an Airbnb for the weekend. I'm also waiting on the results of a COVID test as an extra precaution, although at this point I don't go out much, what with not working and the pandemic. Tyler and I feel like these are reasonable precautions in order for us to spend the weekend together. Since I do not drive, I will take the train from the city and he'll pick me up. I'm super excited for the weekend and I hope to just spend it in bed with Tyler, if you know what I mean. Yes, very clear, Brandon. (laughs) I am very nervous as we haven't met yet, but my gut is telling me that we will vibe in person as well or better than we do on the phone. My concern is that I'm looking into the future and what this means. How do we proceed? I don't know if I can get a COVID test every time we want to spend the weekend together from now until possibly mid-2021, if there's even a vaccine by then. The way in which Tyler and I met very much feels like we are dating, despite not having met. If he didn't live with his grandparents, things might be easier and I wouldn't even think much of the distance as he he drives. But given that he does and we live far enough away that we can't meet for coffee walks, I don't know if I'm setting myself up to be disappointed when we realize there is no future. I really, really like this guy. It sounds crazy, but I'm envisioning what the future might look like. Am I doomed? Sincerely, Brandon. Brandon! This is, but this is so weird that, that this advice advice podcast has come to like COVID nineteen dating questions, but like real time, like yeah, it's oh my god, I love it. I no, I don't love it. it stresses me out. Okay, okay. So Brandon is gonna meet Tyler, but they haven't met in person. Mm-hmm. But Tyler lives with grandparents, mm-hmm. and he doesn't know how he's going to actually have a functional relationship with this guy. Because he lives with his grandparents, right? I guess. I mean, listen, I don't. <laughs> I'm. I, you say what you need to say because I don't think I have much. Oh well, no. Because you don't have much, I want to hear what you say. I think that Brandon. I think that you are like really making this way too complicated. I think because all, it's all like there, this- Brandon. What are you Brandon's- trying to say? No, no, no. Stop speaking in code. You want him to like go fucking granny's bed and just like it's all good in the hood. At what point? How did we get to the point where you're fucked? How did we get to the point where you think that Brandon wants to get into granny's bed? Okay, well, li- li- they live. He lives in fucking his grandparents' house. So yeah. how are you? So what? Brandon's just going to roll up in fucking granny and gramps' house and just be like, hey, we're just going to take the third fucking bedroom? Yeah. Eventually, after uh, one or two more Airbnb visits or whatever, I mean, but Brandon's like, am I going to have to fucking take a COVID test all the time? Well, listen, if at that point you're that serious and if at that point you are that serious, then no, you don't have to take a COVID test because you will be in each other's bubble. So the promise will be that if you want to see Tyler and the grandparents, because Tyler lives with the grandparents, then you don't see anybody else. Like that is the choice people, that is the choice people are making all the time. I mean, I, I actually, I I understand, like I'm excited for you, Brandon. I just think you're, you're throwing up a lot of complication that isn't necessary right now in the sense of you have a great guy who seems really responsible and super sweet to be like looking after his elderly grandparents. I mean, God, I, 
love him. Seems like he's a responsible human being. (laughs) You know, both of you are responsible with your COVID testing and you're getting an Airbnb. So nobody is an asshole here. Everybody's attracted to each other. The values seem to align, but it's just that this is the new reality of the pandemic. Brandon, do you think you're going to meet somebody else where COVID tests (laughs) and bubbles aren't required? Yeah, it's true. My thing is what I was going to say is what, what, makes me feel a little bit like, mm, I don't love, I don't love that Brandon has to get on a fucking train every time to see him because that does expose him to potential COVID-19. So for me, I was going to say, Brandon, yeah, you got to take a fucking COVID test all the time. And like, everyone's doing that. Anybody who's like, you know, working in our industry, I know people who are on set and have to take COVID test like literally every other day. So Brandon, if you're going up for the fucking D and going to see Granny and Gramps, then you're going to have to take a fucking COVID test. Yeah. And ideally, fucking rapid COVID tests are going to come and you can get that shit like right when you're off the train and everything will be good. But yeah, like there is not there in this time that we're living, it's going to be fucking hella complicated with COVID and like nothing is going to be like it used to be. So yeah, you're going to have to jump through a bunch of fucking hoops to see this boy like the end. Like there is. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to go deeper, like I'm not even worried about all that stuff. I'm going to psychologize Brandon. Brandon, I think you are throwing up all of these concerns because you know Tyler might, Tyler is special and you can feel those tingles and you're nervous and you are trying to like, you know, I, I don't know, back, give yourself a little bit of a sabotage because you're afraid mm. of how serious this could be. It's, you know, the thing, the magic that everybody looks for. Maybe you hit upon it and you're, you're, I don't know, you're anxious. You, you don't want to jinx it. That happens. You're getting cold feet. And that's okay. Because everything to me, at least everything that you've laid out, I don't see the problem. This is the new world. This is how yeah. everybody is dating. And if they're not taking the precautions that you're taking, I don't want, you know, they're not as, they're not as like smart as you. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So this is, yeah, go forth and fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Brandon. Yes. Okay. Fuck your brains out. Get on the train. Get into that Airbnb. Like put your music on. I don't know. Do the thing. Do it over and over again and be, go forth and fuck. I love you because really I was so on Brandon's like confusion train, like, oh God, what? And then, yeah, you just spell it out because you're really, you'll do anything for the D. Like anytime we get those sort of things, people are like, I have to fucking pilgrimage to this person's fucking house. You're like, fucking pilgrimage. No, we've heard worse. We've heard from people who wanted to go get like the D and they weren't telling us about COVID tests. They were telling us about five hours of driving. Remember that chick? And you're always like, go for the five (laughs) hours. You always side with like, how do you go fuck? Yes. Sex? Yes. But but look at Brandon. Brandon is coming to us with plans and science. Uh, That's true. (laughs) It's true. How am I going to, why would I shut that down? Yes. No, you shouldn't. Brandon, there's no problem here. There is no problem here. Have fun. Okay. I I even say have fun and that's hard for me to say. Great. Please. And you know what? I would love an update on this one. I feel like we'll get one. (laughs) I feel like we'll get one. Please give details too. Yeah. Uh, So that's it. Keep your questions coming to me at Sasha at LadyGossip.com. And subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Leave comments and reviews. Thank you so much. We'll be back soon. Bye. 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 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 